This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. It's Super Saturday, Claxon. Uh, absolute mega meetings this Saturday. Uh, some people don't like it because it's just absolutely crazy but uh, we're here to give you our very best bets and and give you our insights into the uh, televised races this weekend and joining me again is a very very strong team tonight because it is super saturday um we've brought out the naps table leader who was absolutely caning us this season andy richmond welcome andy good evening Lee. yes and also on the show as usual my my partner in crime on the sunday sermons john lang good evening john evening Lee. And finally, and last but not least, um, crack flat judge, Quentin Franks. Good evening, Quentin. Good evening, Lee. Yes. Uh, I'll start the show off just with a, with a brief bit of news, uh, Bastard's exclusive, that uh, Zana here, uh, the third in the champion hurdle, has failed a drugs test. That's a Bastard's exclusive. That's not in the public domain. And that's what we aim to bring you more on that on the Sunday sermon. So don't, 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 don't miss that. Right. Without further ado, because it's a busy show, chaps. Uh, we're going to get straight on with the with the bettings. So, Naps King, first of all, your third best, please. Right, we're going to go uh, all along the Watchtower at Newmarket. Poor joke, that really. But uh, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. uh, third. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I like betting at Newmarket. Like I try and avoid the place like the plague. Did. Well, certainly the July course, which I think should be turned into a giant pims and champagne bar and run all the yes. races on the Rowley Mile um, because there ain't no racing line there. But Jimmy might do it for us. He ran very, very well when he won at Haydock against what I think was a track bias on that day, uh, beat nine rivals, and then ran a superb third of 30 uh, in the Britannia behind Thesis last time out, um, where he's snacking at the bottom of the old weights. Um, I don't think this is a much better race. We're short of time tonight, so I'll have a point on Jimmy Hendricks at about seven to two. Uh, I think this is a lesser race, and um, I think he's actually ta- quite tactically versatile as well. Um, so hopefully, um, because most of the races I watched here this week seem to be won uh, from the front, I'm hoping that uh, Jimmy will go forward and uh, resume the winning thread after his very good third last time out. So I'll have a point on Jimmy Hendricks. Seven to two with Kurtz, Bet Victor, uh, Coral, Spoil Sports, and uh, Betway. Oh, and the magic sign that are no longer magic. Thank you, Andy, for your one-point win selection on Jimi Hendrix in that. John Lane? Zazzini, three o'clock at Ascot. Um, I've wanted him to take this to Ascot since he won at Musselburgh in April when uh, one minute was on the outside, then he looked as though he was going inside, and then he ended up circling every gate and they failed to get up, which I don't think is a bad effort at Mussy. Then Newmarket, needless to say, didn't particularly suit last time, but uh, I get the impression that they've kept the horse for this. I think it's an ideal race for him. He's only rated 104. If he'd stuck this in the King's stand with plenty of pace on, 
had a definitely had a spin up on him at big prices um, over the far area. So I, I do think he's got tremendous potential off this mark. That's a track that will suit. Laura Pearson maybe wouldn't have been my choice jockey-wise. That's why he's only the one point bet. But I, I don't think there's a, there's a lot of value with 11 to 1. Yeah, jockey's thin on the ground, sort of, obviously, this weekend yeah. with, 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 with the amount of flat action um, on the Saturday. So, are you, are you win, John, definitely on this one? That's 11 to 1 bet, Victor? Yeah. One point. You can go each way if you want. Seven pegs, Sky Bet and William Hill. Nah, it's a bit. <laughs> just, just, a, just a chip in there, Lee. Um, uh, Zarzini was on my shortlist for consideration as well. John's point about the Musselburgh Five Furlong where he won is, is very well made because if you go back to 2020 and look at Five Furlong handicaps of between 10 and 15 runners, stalls one to four out of one from 72 records. So Zarzini did incredibly well there. And I don't, and it was a group three running last time out. I think that's a really good pick, John. Wow, yeah, good start, Andy. That, yeah, good. So, yeah, backing that up for John's pick. Um, one point, Zarzini, 11 to 1 bet, Victor. Brilliant. Okay, um, I will kick off. Uh, I'm fielding against Andy for mine. Um, not really against Andy, because I do like Jimi Hendrix. I thought he ran a blinder um, last time out at. Um, uh, was, it, was it Britannia? It Britannia, was yeah, third yeah. thesis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was an absolutely sterling effort because he was a bit keen on the front end, and mm-hmm. you know, if he just learned to just drop it a little bit, I think there's a lot more to come from Jimi Hendrix. But this is this is purely on price for me because I'm scratching my head. If you if you if you fancy Bay of Honor for the race, that's sort of seven to two, four to one. Well, positive impact is twelve to one. Um, the Simon Christopher Dawson, uh, J- Jamie Spencer rides, which kind of puts you off and you think, oh, oh God, don't drop it out, Jamie. Um, but they, they tend to go forward with this and make the running. Um, and as we've seen with Newmarket, um, they, they tried to make the running with it at Thirst and Bay of Honour just picked it off at Thirst last time. The run before at Wolverhampton wasn't bad. It was, it was, it, uh, well, it might not have been last time, time before, but it was... Um, uh, behind Knight of Honor was second. That's now rated 91. I think there's a little bit of movement from 86. I, I, I don't. I don't think this horse is, is 86. I think he's a bit better than 86. So I think um, at the 12 to one with the Denise Coates firm, and they've got Bay of Honor at like four to one. When there's a short head between them at Thirsk, I, I, and positive positive impact was coming back after the line as well. And there's no uh, Benoit on Bay of Honor now taking the free five. So. I just think that was uh, massively overpriced in the context of the race. So one point win for me, 12 to 1 positive impact with bet 365. Quentin, to finish the round off. Uh, my third best bet, Lee, comes in the John Smith's Cup. I'm going for a horse that I think we both tipped up on the Derby podcast. Um, Caradoc, uh, Shapewell uh-huh. win this race back in 2020. Um, ended up not handling Epsom last time out, to be honest. Came Was coming topside with nearest the Stansai Rail, which weren't the place to be. You look at the Nottingham race, it's rock solid. Dubai Icons come out and won. Uh, Dubai Mirage won at, I think it was Salisbury. He won. Dark Shifts came out and then uh, won the Hunt Cup. Um, it's, it's strong form. He's been dropped two pounds for a run where circumstances were, didn't show him the best effects. Uh, clearly goes well at York. Stack loads of pace, and I don't mind the the kind of middle middle to low draw. Um, Ross Coakley's on, which is yeah, booking booking's fine for me. Uh, Twelve to one looks a shade over um, to my eye. 
been on my radar that all, all season, as you know. I've, I've sort of mentioned it before. Um, and nothing's gone right for him all year, or there's been some not-off kind of runs. So, yeah, um, Caradoc, uh, an interesting pick there, Quentin. This is probably his, his best chance of a, of a of a win this season, I think, in, in, in what he's running. I think the way the race might be run. So, 12-1, to 1, Caradoc, generally available. Uh, two, so, Quentin, that's one-point win for your... One-point win, uh, please. Yes, yes. Never each way. No, no, never, never each way. Okay, on to my uh, second best, and I'll kick us off uh, for uh, round uh, second round. This goes in the 350 at Newmarket. It is the Bunbury Cup, and I'm very keen on the uh, the Cock Watchers horse. Uh, Ross, Ross Collin, 11-1, uh, available with Bet365, Bet Victor Coral, and um, I, I, think, I think this horse has got a massive chance tomorrow, simply because if you've watched the first two days at Newmarket, you have to be on the front end. And there's not, for a Bunbury Cup, and I know know, people say, well, someone else will probably go on, which they probably will, but there's not a deal of natural speed in the race. And Ross Collin, they're not daft, the Dixons. They they, they, they tend to hold them up, like they held it up at Ascot, which kind of good tactics. Now, now you, you know for a fact they'll go back to front running. And and I think this will go this will really go close tomorrow because it's so difficult to close unless unless with the sort of like the odd fatalities today Prosser decides to double his water in we're in the dark on that but apart from that I'm confident no no each ways two on the nose eleven to one uh, Ross Collin for me on the okay. subject of watering Lee he said he was going to stick on four to five mils before that was what he said before racing God knows what he's going to stick on now yeah I, I, four to five would sort of be okay but I reckon with the temperatures I, I, I think I reckon he'll be tempted to put more on um, especially with the sort of uh, warm heat mm. in the afternoon tomorrow I won't be surprised to see more than that so, but anyway, Ross Collins the bet. Um, I think I think he can he can possibly make all or go, go very close to me. He's certainly it. right about the pace in it. There's absolutely none at all, is there? Zero. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird for such yeah. a large field seven furlong handicap. Very 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 strange. Okay, Jonas Lang, coming to you for your number two. You make number two. Um, I'm in the Gerard Cup. And I'm doing two. Split state, split state wanker. Yeah, I, I like them. Yeah, exactly. Um, the first of which is alcohol free. <laughs> right. <Not> here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought this did well at Ascot because. Basically, got made two and a half lengths racing in the soup up the middle. Yeah. And uh, got a bit skewed up before the race as well. So I don't think she was entirely at her best. She can chuck in a really classy effort on occasion, this one, um, as she showed when she won at Ascot last year. Was it the coronation? I think in the circumstances where... The, the July Cup's going to pot a little bit, I think, because for some years you get really left-field winners that you, you don't really consider, and I, I don't think it's always a great race to play the front end of the market. And I think at the price, I think she's tremendous value, given that she wasn't making a fair by some of the 
well, fancied ones tomorrow. Um, in the bet, I, I don't think the betting accurately reflects a chance. The other one I'm putting in with it is Twilight Jet, who had a punt on at Ascot last time, was totally flummoxed to see the price double since right from the horse leaving the paddock to get the rabbit at the start. He ran as though he hit a brick wall two furlongs out anyway, which wasn't surprising given the trip. And we had the trainer on Twitter on the night saying, oh, he scored badly. Well, the betting sort of said somebody knew he was going to score badly. I thought he had the potential to win one of these going into Ascot. I have to forgive the scoping and all the rest of it and give him one more chance at this level. Because, you know, I don't think he's up to this class. I can't let him run loose at the price. So I'm quite happy to go a point on each of those two. Point on each could be Irish Carrots Day, John, on Twilight yeah. Jet. Um, 22s for Twilight Jet. That's Paddy Power, Betfair, Bet Victor, and 20 yeah. to 1 with Denise uh, in suspenders. Um, oh. <laughs> with alcohol free uh, for John's, for his one point on each. Good stuff, John. Okay, I'm coming to. Quentin, coming to you for your second best. Yeah, my second best bet, Lee. It's kind of along the same lines as yours. Different race, but I want a horse on the front end. And horse in question goes in the fourteen oh five at Newmarket, and it's it's Golden Spice. Um, felt she did one well at Leicester, clocking a, a fair figure, and then went to the Sandringham. Um, they tried to pull off the same tactics. Frasher Morris was on, tried to bounce out. Makel quite simply did too much too soon. Uh, she went through the race like a well-handicapped horse and, and, and didn't get home over over the mile. Um, back down in trip tomorrow. Um, the race looks like there's no pace on. Uh, Buick's on. Buick's on top, drawn one, which... Right now, you'd rather be drawn low than high. Well, you'd rather be drawn middle than low than high. Yeah. But uh, um, there's no pace in the race, and um, she she's the one I want on side. The favourite, I'm kind of keen to oppose Kidwa. Uh, she's trained by William Haggis. She's an improving filly, but time was poor at Redcon. She beat nothing. She beat Pepsi Cat, who's been beaten since Global Context. Negwa won and looked awkward at air. Um, her mark looks lofty enough off of off of 88 on on, on what she's done on the clock and and who she beat and um, I thought it was, Golden Spice would be more seven or two hundred to thirty and uh, yeah she a better eleven or two yeah I can't I thought you were easing there eleven or two and of course I think a couple of pounds better off with Truly Acclaimed for beating Truly mm-hmm. Acclaimed on the Rowley course earlier yeah, in the she, season she, she did so, well that, that that day to win given the pace she set as well. Um, yeah. It went strong up front. So I, I, like, I like that one tomorrow, Quentin. I think that's a tracking bet. So yeah. that was on that was on my list as well. So you could uh, you could start <laughs> bringing the clack. Her seven furlong record since her race course debut reads one one two three one one. So uh, I don't think it goes too far wrong there, even if you're not betting outright for a little trade or something on that, especially if uh, Buick gets in front and he moves over to what we think is the better part of the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and only eight runners should be able to do yeah. so. 11 to 2, Quentin, Be- Denise Kurtz, Hills and Coral for Quentin's two-pointer. Andy, to finish off the round, please. Right, okie Koki. Uh, we're going to go with old Stonehands. <laughs> He's still riding here. Uh, 5.15 at York, first run for Amy Murphy, uh, used to run for Dean Ivory, dancing in the woods, really well handicapped horse. Uh, form stacks up pretty well this year. 
especially the last run, uh, which was a fourth at Haydock uh, behind Silver Samurai. He went on to run, run well at Ascot. Uh, Music Society won next time out. The, the eighth, Mitro's on fire one next time out. Didn't run too badly this afternoon. The tenth one next time out as well. So Dancing in the Woods, who has been, he's now back down to below the last winning mark. Shaped well in first time, cheap pieces last time out. Every run this year has shaped better than, you know, absolutely better than the final finishing position, which has generally been fourth. Hopefully today, the only slight worry I've got with this one is coming off the pace at York, which isn't easy in sprints sometimes, but in a big field should get a good pace to run at. Hope the pace collapses and let's hope that old Stonehands can do the uh, do the job for dancing in the woods. The only price I saw was around 11 to 2 with Hills. I think that no. was... No, no, no. That's got gone. five to one with gone. five to one with hills yeah, now. Yes, you, you you spotted a steamer. It, it seems to be getting cut a little bit. Yeah. Um. So five to one. Are you play? Are you playing? Are you being being an Adam Norman? No, no, straight in. Two. No, no, no. he's either going to win or this is either going to win or he's going to fuck this up. So. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Good old Iron Hands. I'm one that yeah. likes to come from off the pace. Yeah. Oh, that's like putting you through Simcock hell. <laughs> five, five, five to one for Andy Freeze, two point win bet on Dancing in the Woods in the 515. Very well handicapped. Okay, we'll come on to our best bets now. Quentin, I'm going to get you to kick us off. I'm going to kick it off with the 1530 at York. Um, six furlong. I want the kilts also explicit on side. Um, there's a standout 11 or 2, but I can't claim that. It's 11 or 4, 5 to 2 generally. Um, improving horse, and I think he's been well placed by connections. I didn't really like him at Hamilton. He went on one of a seller at Musselburgh, picked up the Ralph Seller at York in a, in a good time. Then they went to Kempton, very, very strong in a market against a well regarded James Tate horse. Um, tried, tried to lead and just, just got beaten by a better horse on the day. Um, Given the way he's been placed, he's ended up with a mark of 78. Um, safe to say that's light based on what he's done on the clock already. Um, ABC kind of punters will say, oh, well, he's already been beaten by the Farhi horse up at Hamilton. Uh, but that was when Hamilton's stand side was riding dead and Farhi's was in the middle of the course. Um, I'm pretty sure he's improving as a horse. Physically, looks like he's improving as well. I'm pretty sure he's 90. Um, he's off 78 tomorrow. He's got York form in the bag. You've got doubts about other one. Misty Blues had the run of things at Ponty when the far rail was the place to be. The Chester form looked weak um, for the ones that came out of the race there. Rock Opera, um, JM Jungle and Sanks a Million. Um, you got 90 horse off 78. Three points win 11 to 4. Good stuff. Three points win at the 11 to 4 with Billy Hills for uh, Quentin and explicit. Good luck, Quentin, um, in that nursery at York. Okay, I'm gonna come to oh myself. Yeah, I'll let I'll come to myself, then Andy, and then John can finish the round off. Uh, 4:25 Newmarket, the July Cup. Um, I'm sort of in a disagreement with John. Really, I I, I genuinely think that um, Perfect Power is. Is, is, is the best horse in the race, but people say, well, yes, that's favourite, you moron. And uh, yes, I, I understand that. But I think circumstances will prevail for perfect power because I can see Naval Crown uh, bolting off um, uh, in front. The, the Australian horse for me is a million because he's slowly away. 
uh, he was very unlucky at Ascot, but you can't be slowly away. You can't do it here. No chance. There's absolutely zero chance the Australian horse. Um, and I think perfect power is perfectly drawn. It can be ridden handy for the scaffolder. Sumion gets on so well with his horse. Um, and I genuinely believe that that this horse, um, he's not much the best, but he is the best. And he, he's, he's a very good horse. And if he runs his race... Um, he'll win the race, and I, I do think we're on the verge of now a bit of generosity at three to one. So three to one for me, perfect power with William Hill is my uh, best bet of Saturday. Andy Richmond, coming back to you. Right, I'm going to be a split stake wanker here, but <laughs> but I, I came up with I, there's two horses I wanted to back in the John Smiths, and I, I do not want to back you know not to put one up and not back the other one as well. So the first one uh, is going to be Brilliant Light uh, for Saeed Bin Sarur uh, and the Godolphin boys. Um, it looks as though, I mean, he ran a really good race to be fourth of 18 last time out. Um, I wrote a piece on him uh, about uh, where, how well he'd run from the draw, etc. because everybody gets the draw over a mile and a half at uh, Ascot wrong. Uh, if you think the, you know, if you um, if you look at the, if you think you, if you think you, uh, the inside draw, the low numbers, are advantage, then you're certainly doing it wrong. Um, uh, and he ran really well from stall four last time out in a race in the Duke of Edinburgh Stakes. The first six home were drawn 17, 10, 15, four, which was brilliant, like 14 and 16. Um, and the first three home, you couldn't decry their efforts because it was Candleford who I thought got a horrible ride today, really. Uh, a Giro and contact. He was pretty unlucky in what was a really messy race at uh, Newmarket today. The same race that uh, that um, Candleford ran in. Um, I I did think that they might go with the e ball with him, but they dropped him back in trip here, and I certainly would upgrade the the efforts for him. Um, I just think he looks probably the right sort of type for this. And the other one is Intelligent, who is stepping up in distance from his very very good second in the Hunt Cup last time out, uh, when I did back him at a massive price. And despite backing the winner, it's one of those races you're pleased when you've won. And then you're sitting there thinking, why the hell didn't I do the forecast, which I never do. And the second would have won you more money. And you're sitting there having having solved a a difficult handicap and sitting there thinking, oh dear. (laughs) But uh, I think it's a good run. Jane Chappell-Hyam is, for me, you know, she's you know really a really really good trainer. She's another winner this afternoon. Strings running well all year. And the intelligent is pretty well handicapped actually. I think she's done really well with this horse. Uh, as I say, that run last time out was a very very decent run. I'm not so sure he's uh, the straight you know, the most straightforward horse, and he can be a bit slow away. But I'm hoping they go a really quick, you know a good pace in this. And it might be one of those races where you can sort of bury him away. He's run, you know, he ran well in a 29 runner field last time out. So I'll split me three points, uh, one and a half points on each on intelligent and brilliant light. I think you can easily get 12s on brilliant light and about nine to one in intelligent. And that will be my three point split stake wanker in bet. Well, stuff nine to one intelligent with bet 365, only 10s paddy power bet fair now. Um, so you've you've been trimmed there, Andy. Been trimmed. trimmed. I've been trimmed. Yeah. Somebody must have been looking. I've got the camera over my shoulder. Someone's been looking at my notes. Yeah, it's it's like one of them like sparse kebabs spinning round and you know 
They're just trying to get as much off as they can before they put the new one on. I had a kebab for quite a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's all right, kebabs. I don't mind a good kebab. Um, speaking, speaking of which, today, unlucky, un, about unluckiness, I, I'm the unluckiest man on the planet because I had a £400 straight forecast uh, in spiral to beat the winner um, at Newmarket today. And you just think, for fuck's sake, you know, can, can, can we not have some, you know, a five, I get a nines on shot beat or fives on on the machine, you know, to, to, to not collect. It's almost like back in the winner in the without favourite market. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, I think I got 100 to 30 for the forecast, which I thought, yeah, that's pretty fair because that'll get the easy lead. And then, you know, lo and behold, uh, it did and it ended up winning. But there we go. Um, more more fool me, um, as, as people will be laughing at that. Uh, John Lang to finish the round with your max. Yeah, well, um, I found myself overlapping uh, with Andy because I'm also in the Magnet Cup. Ooh. And the one I'm going with is the Barons, just fine. Mm-hmm. At first glance, didn't acquit himself with glory at Ascot. When he was back to do so, um, he, was, he was pretty strongly fancied that day. Considering Ryan rode exceptionally well all week, I thought he gave this an absolute stumer, to be honest. He never looked to be in a position where he was going to get a run to me. He looked very half-assed in the straight, and then when he did finally get out, he, it, the race was over, so he just looked after the horse, which is fair enough. I've, I've thought all season the horse has a, a race of this nature in him, and I think this, with plenty of pace on and a nice middling draw that gives Kingscote options, will suit him down to the ground. Um, I'm not going all in. I'm going to each way wank at him. And uh, I'll have as many place terms as Denise is prepared to give me. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to pick for you then, because this is better value, right? You can have, uh, it's 12 to 1, 5 places, fifth odds, but with Hills, it's 11 to 1, 7 places. Oh. Yeah, you're snatching that. So so that's it. Just fine. Uh, one and a half each way, 11 to 1, 7 places uh, for John to finish the round off. So I hope you enjoyed the opinion there in terms of our best bets. We're going to move on to the televised, other, other televised action to see if we can uh, unearth some angles or gems um, going forward. Because of, because of time, we're just going to cover new markets, five and three races elsewhere rather than the eleven. It's quite difficult to fit in into an hour, sure. So we're going to start at Newmarket um, in the uh, 150 race, the Bet Three. Oh no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading today's cards. I mean, can you believe one idiot, a complete idiot? I'd have a forecast in that in spiral race. Is it? It's disgraceful. Uh, two or five race is the first at Newmarket. Is the Bedford Lodge uh, Hotel and Spa Phillies handicap? Kidwar seven to four favorite. Quentin highlighted why Kidwar was a was probably a poor price. I agree with him on that. And also Andy and John chimed up with Golden Spice, agreeing with a, that could be a cracking bet. Um, I, I, I'm in agreement here, folks. There's not much really to talk about because you've already said it, that Golden Spy should literally go to the front and 
uh, hopefully dominate while everything's taking pulls on on a, on a on a front run front running favouring track. So nothing really to add. Dead eight as well. Do we wank at this a lot? Mm. Well, I, I mean, I mean that's it. I mean, for for anyone that sort of you know, if you if if you could have one bet tomorrow, that you know, in each way bet Golden Spice, I think I think would be a would be an absolute uh, yeah a wicked bet, so to speak, because it's you can't if something chins it, it chins it. But but it's one of them. It can't be far away given that field tomorrow. Miss Carolina Roger Varians that takes a keen grip, and they always have to settle that. Um, there's, there's a lot in here that'll have to be to have to be reined back. Um, so yeah, I, I just Victoria Grove might go handy, but other than that, I can't see anything else. So I think that's a that's a good good start for punters. That it, back to Liz. eleven to two with Denise is an absolute standout now. If you yeah, absolute standout. Yeah, it's easy. I, 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 can see that I think Quentin, you said it should have been about sort of 130, something like that. Yeah, give or give or take. It looks fair, no pace, fast ground's fine. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's nothing really not to like. It's hard to assess the Haggis horse, it could be anything, but on what she's yeah. done, there's she's not a six to four, seven to four poke. To my yeah, you, you always you always have to respect the shirt. The shirt has burned me numerous times when I've looked <laughs> at it and thought that that that's clocks a rubbish time, and then and then it comes out and improves thirty four pounds. So we go to the two forty. Um, Andy, Jimmy Hendrix, uh, myself, just with a bit of value on positive impact um, for Chrisford and Frank. Uh, Quentin and John, anything on this that sort of like took your eye or any negatives you could find? Um, not especially. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think there was plenty of pace on. Did you? Well, lo, lo, uh, Lawful Command, I think, goes forward, uh, uh, Brian Means. Yeah, um, positive impact would be up there. And I, think, you know, I, I couldn't say I'm dropping Yo Kingdom back so far either. No, probably not with the Doyler on. The Doyler does ride Newmarket course very well, the July course. Yeah. The Doyler, the Doyler seems to know what's required there. He, he tends to go forward a lot. Um, so yeah, you could be right on that. Um, so that be, that might be nice for Jimmy Hendricks, just going. Yeah, yeah that, that was refailing really. I, th- I thought it might just drop in his lap a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So it could be Andy again in Clover. Um, <laughs> I was with Andy on on the race as well. Uh, Jimmy Hendrix, it's Britannia form just looks strong, strong race on the clock. I think the 15th yes. has come out and won since. Uh, the Baron's horse here looks short at the top of the market. Um, he's gone up nine for beating Rocks Off and Sip and Smile in a, in a four-runner Doncaster race. It seems a bit half, seven even, I think he's gone up. Um, seems a bit half, he's progressing. Um, yeah, I, I think Jimmy Hendrix is rock solid, to be honest. Yeah, I thought the Hannah horse was terribly handicapped off 94, especially because it had the run of the race at Doncaster as well. Seven for that. That was harsh. That was that was a that was a kick in the nuts um, for the yogurt cannon. Um, though he has put yeah he, he has put super sumi super sumi on board. Whether that'll affect the market, I don't know. I hope it does. I hope they back that one because because we'll have some pink button action tomorrow afternoon after we've let the dog in, John. Um, <laughs> I was, I was just going to say, let, let, let's hope we can actually hear Jimmy as well as just listen to Jimmy. <laughs> can you hear? This is why. That, that's this the is... thing, isn't it? You know, lads like us, we can listen, but we can't hear Jimmy. Yeah. 
Yeah, can't he, yeah. Wesley Snipes, that was in um White Men Can't Jump, brilliant film. <laughs> yeah. You can't hear Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, anyway, superlative stakes, seven furlongs. A race I always like to try and back up back the winner of this. Um I personally had it down to uh a match, and it was between the Appleby horse and the Mian horse. Isaac Shelby, very professional on debut, very impressive. Um, won't improve, I don't think, in terms of like uh, mentally or fitness because Brian Meehan does does tend to get some ready, especially they, they bet it strong. Um, the one that will improve a hell of a lot is Victory Dance because they, they did the first three furlongs in one of the most pedestrian times I think I've, I've seen in a long time. About 43 and a half seconds for the first three furlongs in Victory Dance's race. Came back a hell of a lot quicker um, in under 34 seconds, Victory Dance, for the last three furlongs. And for such a, for a horse that you can tell that hasn't got instant acceleration, I thought that was mega impressive. Uh, I think there's so much more to come. Victory Dance is, is a quality, quality horse. They sent it off 8 to 11, so they knew they had something good. Um, the weak link in the race um, is Lion of War. Now, I know you'll say, well, that's crazy because it'll, it'll probably go from the front. It's the kill. But I just don't think it's any good. Um, I, I, not in not in the not in the scheme of victory dance and Isaac Shelby. Um, so I'm massively against the kill, the, the kill, and I'm for the other two. Thoughts on this chat? I'm I'm in your camp in terms of the kilt horse. But like it's it's very much for me. I've got big big notes on him, but they kind of all lead to style over substance. Like he's won at Leicester. He was the right part of the track. He then went to Newcastle and galloped and into the ground on a day where it was stifling hot and riding slow. Like the second in the market there was a Roger Fell horse that yeah. went to Carlisle on debut, ended up widest of all was on the right part of the track. And that, that race was that race was dire at the end of the day, even though Fell's come on. The time was poor. I think he's clocked a figure of 80, give or take. I know um, Applebee's hasn't, but that was... In, with how the, how the uh, race was run, how steady it was, like it's you look at the swift closing section of 11, 11, 16, 11, 04, and eleven sixty two for the uphill part. Yes, he's smart. I'm trying to get a position filled on line of war, just a, a chunky lay position, and nine nine four to nine the field. I'll, I'll quite happily have that on side. No, yeah, yeah, I agree totally. Andy, John. Anything to add? I, I quite like I quite like the Appleby horse and we back up and everything that's said as we're short of time. I won't be backing it, but um, I did think it was quite impressive on debut, looking at the times as well. And that would be the one I would go with if somebody forced me to have a bet in the race. Yeah. John? I also made it between Isaac Shelby and Victory Dance. And I think in situations like this, when you've got a... The toss of the coin situation, if you like. You know, you look at Group One class trainer carries all before him, or a weird little Irish fellow with his brains in his cock. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's brilliantly put. But uh, could be right. Golf Club 2019 has been terrible to us this week. He shipped off to the Understarters Orders podcast. He shouldn't have got a mention. He's out. Yes, he's out. But but this might get him back. I'm thinking here, 13 to 8 and 4 to 1, 8 to 11 Dutch. You could have 110 to 80 and then crispy shredded beef ordered from the Chinese. Uh, no, for those that, those that like a shorty, 8 to 11 the Dutch, yes. Yes, please. 
Um, that's Victory Dance and Isaac Shelby. Golf Club, if you're listening, that's the Dutch that pays for the Christmas. I think you, 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 should do a, you should do a pod one week with, uh, with all the, the, the guests on. Yeah, we should, we should we will we will we'll we'll, we'll get them on golf, golf club on maybe get Hitler back or <laughs> yeah yeah well, well, Andy, Andy, that's, Andy that's stretching it again. Couple of the others on golf club won't be listening now. If uh, we're watching if we're, if we're watching his third recording of Declan Carroll sat there in his <laughs> giving it a bad shuffle. Uh, <laughs> uh, Quality. Right. Uh, Bum- Bunbury Cup action. Um, obviously, uh, Andy also agreed with me uh, that there's no pace on. Um, any thoughts on the Bunbury Cup chaps? There's, there's, one, any... other, there's a, one other one there down the set that might just working down the centre, which might be interesting at a big price, is our old friend Cruyff Turn. Just a yes. sort of race that I will go handy. who's not been in too bad a form of late. It might just turn up in, and he's just he's just versatile. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna throw a couple of quid at, at Croy Turn, but the biggest problem got... there though, you've got six days off and two percent Tom Allen. <laughs> yes. Well, that's how many true. how many abbeys have you won, John? Maybe as many as Tom. Yeah. But apart from Black that, the fact that the race had no pace, yet, I'd just be avoiding those drawn on that far side unless he's done something funny with the watering. Um, I'd, I'd avoid them. I'd rather be middle to low. And the two that, well, the one that stood out was Ross Collin because he's tactically versatile and Cruyff Turn as a, as a real, just a, a dart, I think I'd probably call it. But to be honest with you, the race looked a little bit, um, lacked, um, lacked appeal. Yeah, can kind of get that. Uh, Quentin, your view? Ah, I was with you, no pace in the race. Ross Collin, there's, there's absolutely no chance they drop it out. They are. They are clued up, the Dixon brothers, so they're going to try and bounce him out. Softer ground would probably suit, but O'Meara's in better nick than he's been in all year. Um, kind of looked like just let's give him a spin and then come here. Um, there's not much not to like, to be honest. Double and do you know what? The, the, fair. Yeah, they've even they've even stuck the right jockey on the Doyler. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, you can you know the Doyler's not there to just stiff it out the back. The the Doyler's there to ping it out the lids and go 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 gadget go. Um, so that's what I expect uh, from Ross Collin leading the field tomorrow. Okay, we move on to the July Cup. Um, uh, John's before you move on, you know, I think it's worth mentioning the fact that the two cups tomorrow, the Bunbury and the Magnet, you've got the shagging shirt with the favourite in both, <laughs> and he, he could end up tomorrow night as being the only person in the country. With cups on his sideboard that are worth more than what Richie Sonak's missus brings out for the press. <laughs> <laughs> they had biscuits as well, didn't they? They had a little, they had a little bowl of nuts oh, as well for health. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no chocolate on knobs. Mm. Yeah, they really looked after people, which mm. they haven't done for three years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. July Cup time, and John's obviously split state um, is bet. Uh, I'm all over perfect power, um, so I'll leave this to Quentin and Andy to uh, give us their thoughts. Quentin, do you want to go first? Yeah, I I had a nice. I sat there in the middle of the week. I've received a message for you guys uh, regarding romantic proposal. He said I've had, had the old nod nod wink wink for this. I've 
oh, 16 to 1, I'll leave it leave it for a few days, make sure she's declared, etc. And now it's 8 to 1. So that ship has sailed, but she's she's working the house down by all accounts. Um, it's the Australian horse for me. I know you couldn't have it at any price, Lee, but she, she's drawn wide, but I don't mind it. It's 12. You know what they're going to do with it. They're going to drop it drop it out, pace, pace the suit. Um, I think it's drifted to a backable price now at 11 to 2, 5 to 1. Um shade over what I would have it. I didn't particularly like perfect power. Like the the umming and ahhing about where to go and do they go to France? Do they go here? Um yeah, that's that's uh, the Australian horse are tours for me. No, I take your crona, yes. Yes, I, I tomorrow, <laughs> Quentin, I take your kroner. We, we, we put it on the exchange, I take your kroner tomorrow, Quentin. We shall do. <laughs> we, we clash swords in the July Cup. Just, Come on, just, just uh, give me the, I'll take the commission. Yeah, give me the bet, I'll take the commission. I'll be back there. There you go. Sort that one out, isn't it? Quite, quite, just Quentin will just message me and say, and say right, what, what, we, what we're doing on this. Um, he'll probably come up with some kind of match bet that he wants. But anyway. 2%. Um, I'll, be, I'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Thanks very much. I'll do it for one and a half. There you go. Yeah. Quentin's shrewder than me. So I, I've publicly stated that Artorius will not be winning the July Cup and Quentin likes it. So there we go. This is this is this is this is this is pink and blue button action. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, so right. onwards to the rest I've, of I've, whoa, 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 hold up there. Oh sorry, I've got a mad one here that I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna throw a few quid at Black Rod tomorrow. Not because I just not and not for the fact that I live there. In the place called Black Rod, because it's owned by David Armstrong, who um, is a, a local businessman. Um, but he's he's won the July Cup before, and he never so bold. Mason won it um, three months, well, about twelve months ago. This thing won the three-year-old handicap over course and distance um, at the July meeting. Um, it'd be up with the pace. Uh, I just think he's got. A, I think he's got a bit of, those extended places jobs. I just think he's one of those that might just. Sneak in the sneak in the old frame tomorrow. Um, I'm going to throw a few quid at Blackrod because I just think he might he might just a few of these might just be a little bit overrated. Um, I'm not a fan of the of the Australian horse either. Perfect power, they've gummed and hard a bit, haven't they? Creative force, I quite like, but I think he's a stained six furlong horse. Native crown to me is drawn too high. I do like Romantic Proposal, but the price might have gone on that. And the fact is that she's a hold-up horse as well. And I just, I'm just not keen on hold-up horses at the July call. So I'm going to have a few quid on Black Rod at a mad price. He's 70 on Betfair at the moment. <laughs> the horse owes nothing this year. I'm just going to... And there's obviously the extended places as well that if you can get on with any bookmakers. But I'm just going to have a few mad quid on it. I just think he's just... You know, he's stepping up from handicapped into Group One, but we've seen it. You know, we've seen it done before. Michael Dodds, good, uh, good trainer of sprinters, isn't he? Um, yeah. I just and and this and again, there's not an awful lot of pace in this. You know, he gets rolling off the front end. Could just be one of those that, you know, a silly a silly one. But sometimes you have to have a bit of a dart at things, and he just appeals. Kevin Ryan will be sat in his mansion in the. Top of that hill tonight, cracking one off because Isos is the only fucker we haven't mentioned in the July Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There we go. Right, let's move on to pickled pork, um, where we 
going to look at two races there that that that, that catch our eyes, which are the uh, John Smith's Cup, obviously one of the major handicaps um, of, of of the season. Two hundred thousand pound guaranteed. A great effort from you. I mean, one hundred and three thousand for the winner. I think this is like really good stuff. Um, you know, we talk we talk about prize winning in the sport, and two hundred thousand pounds on offer for a handicap these days is better than most festival handicaps that you'll see. I would I would imagine. Um, you know, big meetings, and 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 and, and kudos to York for doing this. Uh, Mara Jan Hensfield at six to one. Um, Quentin um, likes Caradoc. I like Caradoc. Only thing that worries me about Caradoc is the stat. I know I hate, I hate falling for stats really sometimes, but two from 109 are six-year-olds plus in this, as if, as if like the old legs have said no, no. It's like Mike Gatting walking out into the crease, you know, when he's 39 years old, and and you know and, and he can't see the ball, um, and you just wonder if that's that's a factor in this. I did like Andy's bet, brilliant light. I thought that was a very eye-catching run at Scott. He made very good points. Um, John, 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 you've gone for one in this, haven't you? Just fine. Just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so it's literally left to me. So, so, so yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm thinking. I probably, I probably like Andy's selection best in in terms of 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 of, of what he said about the draw and stuff. And I, th- I do think that's an author definitely going forwards. So, but Caradoc. You know, I'll, I'll I'll have some on Caradoc as well, but that stat is. T- what, what do we make of that stat? Is that is that something that we just ignore? Uh, so six year olds plus in the Magnet Cup, two from one hundred and nine since nineteen ninety seven. I have got a shock. I did notice that they did have a the older horses had a shocking record, didn't they? Yeah. Horses. In fact, if you look at York ten furlong handicaps since two thousand and six, those drawn eighteen or more have got a shocking record as well. I think they're one from seventy two, um, which is not which is not great. Yeah, the, the, the I mean Quentin, 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 is it, Quentin is it six, you, six, six or six or older, Lee, or o- older than six. Yeah, six or older. Ah, well, it was a one-two for the six-year-olds last year, so that'll do for me. Real, brilliant. Yeah, what John, what Johnny we... Drama won it last year. Yeah. What are we <laughs> There we go. You see, so that's it. This is where stats... So so that must have been it, then. That must have been the stat breaker. In fact, I, pro- I might have mentioned it on a show because I'm, I'm like that. I'll say, look at this. This is not from 105 or something and sound clever. And then and then the, you get the old one-two in a reverse forecast. Um <laughs> I mean, that sounds like me. That does sound like me at the moment. So, <laughs> but yes, I, I am a Caradoc fan because if you watch his races this season, you will also like Caradoc. So yeah, I like I like the selections going forward in that. Okay, then. Uh, I want to go quickly then to the City Wall Stakes over five furlongs because amazingly, the non-thought winner sits at bottle and half, five to two the field. What are we saying here, chaps? Monster price. Oh, Quentin loves this. I was going to put her up as one of the best bets, but yeah, you, you've you've got reasons for it. She was dead in the market on seasonal debut. She needed it. Ascot's not her bag. York's her bag. We know that. She put up monster figures here. You've got Royal Acclaim, which is priced like it's a group horse, but beat nothing at Bath in a modest enough time. The mm. Newcastle form, it beat Perfect Power, Furby, and something else decent in that race which which is fine but 
it's priced like it's already at that level. You're getting five to two. If she's gone, she's gone. But five to two, I'm happy to punt her quite strongly and say she's not gone and she's just needed the first two starts and they're getting her ready for this. Um, I wouldn't be laying anything above 13 to eight. I don't like that stall one for Royal uh, Royal Acclaim either. I don't like stall one over the straight course at, at, um, at York. They all seem to get very isolated over there for some reason. Yeah, especially even more so after just two starts, I'd say. Like yeah. you're still, you're, she's in. She, she's one of what Bath novice against uh, trees. Like, <laughs> rate. Yeah, essentially, essentially trees. Um, she's three to one. It, it just looks very, very short. Um, you got Cork who miss tends to miss the beat. You don't want to be doing that. York City walks uh, more of an all weather horse. Katura fine, but I think needs six to be honest. And the rest are like. And high-end handicappers, and then you got uh, Mondamage. Um, you can't go a show without mentioning <laughs> him. <laughs> um, but no, Mondamage's big... weekly run, John. Well, I think you made this because he had for starting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, Mondamage since Anthony's got him. Um, I mean, geez, I mean, it's it's amazing. It literally is amazing. The, the, the lad runs him every other week. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Quentin. But right, I'm I'm going to come about Winter Power now, and I want everyone to watch back Ascot. I want everyone to to go on the the whatever replays you use at the races or racing post. Just watch back Ascot with Winter Power. She does concern me, and I'll tell you why. Because yes, Ascot's not a track. I totally agree with what Quentin said. Quentin's made perfect arguments. We know she's she's likely to produce it a strong figure at York, but she was, she was beat before the two pole at Ascot. Um, an Arecibo that, that was on the same, they were, they, they were separate from the main pack. Arecibo just sluice past her, like just after the two pole. And on, on the back of that, I, I don't know if she's any, in any, in any nick at the moment. I, I don't know if, if Tim's got this master plan to bring her back to peak for a month up and you might see a big run here. And maybe a big run without winning, maybe, or or or, or she might just win and scramble and whatever. But I, I'd just be, I, I sort of see both sides of it. I, the price is massive, isn't it? Five to two for mm. another thought that you know loves this track. Um, if she's back to her best, she's probably a a one to two chance. Um, so so there's a risk and reward factor here for punters to decide. But if you, I, I'll bet, I'll bet you a pound to a penny. If you watch that Ascot run, run closely, you'll be thinking, well, Arasiba was on the same side and has tanked her by, she's just run absolutely to nothing. Thoughts? I'd probably just, I'd probably just stay out of the race because there's just too many input. You know, I take on board both the arguments, but, at five to two, it's not really my sort of price anyhow. I mean, you know, there's there's, pro, there's, there's pros and cons. I think in the end, I'd probably just rather sit on my hands and and and, and watch. If, if somebody said to me, "What you know, you you've literally got to have a bet," uh, then I'd probably back her because she's you know the last three times she's run here, she's she's um she's won. So it is a track, and Ascot isn't, and the stable are in immeasurably better form now than they were even over Royal Ascot. Certainly of late. Yeah, and we know what to do to the party. Exactly. Yeah. If I said, I'll give you four to one, then. Yeah, well, when do you back? Exactly. Mm. This 
this is the this is the the, the equation, and 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 th- this is why I, I respect Quentin's points because what, five five we all go, you'll get people after after Simon on Twitter if this wins at five to two and oh, yeah. in it. Because ah, none thought when at five to two, are you all mugs? You know, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, I mean, you know what kind of person are going to come. Um, but that's the thing. That's the quandary. Watch Ascot, and then and then, do you want to take five to two? That that's the that's the issue. But it could be a wily old Tim. You know, Tim might have just still left a show at Ascot, no intention of winning, of winning at Ascot whatsoever. Just just running there, you know. King power owners all, all turn out with more badgers uh, for the families, you know, this and the other. It could just be a case of Tim knows what he's doing. He's get he's getting a ready for another Nunthorpe tilt. John? I think while this race is on, I'll, um, there's a fair chance I'll still be sticking pins in me John Warren doll. <laughs> 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 Same way having a bet in that. Were you belayed on your psychiatrist couch on for yeah, that race? Definitely, I think, yeah. Cold flannel applied to various areas. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can just imagine John lying on his on his uh, psychiatrist couch in the uh, in his velvet smoking jacket. Yes. With, uh, uh, that, yeah. With, That's a, how with, I a, see. with a tray of paint and crackers and a maybe yeah. a gin. That's how I see him Saturday afternoons, and he's 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 got his he's got his mobile in one hand, and he and he and he's tweeting expletives at Channel 4's with it presented with, team. A, with a Yates style cravat. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. ITV's even not Channel 4. That's how old I am. Anyway, last preview: three thirty-five Ascot, which is the uh, Fred Cowley Memorial Summer Mile Group Two affair. Um, nice race, this nice shape to it. Um, you know, like lots, lots of lots, lots of fancies. I felt that Chindit, if Chindit turns up and doesn't pull too hard, I think that's the key to the race. If Chindit settles nicely, um, sort of towards the front end or, or whatever they're going to decide to do, I thought it was Chindit's race to lose. But my Oberon, um, also very quirky performer, um, but tends to uh, get his head down right on the line. Might be a memorable day for the shirt. Mm. Thoughts on this race, chaps? We don't like Pat Dobbs, do we? Not really, no. If I can help it. Mm. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I think that's it. I think, you know, you know, Super Saturday, we said it at the start of the show, mm. the jockeys are spread so thinly <laughs> that, that you, you, you kind of forget. Yeah, we turn yeah. and have a win. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pat Dobbs does ride this horse, but I mean, I mean to be fair though, I, I think the runs behind Baid, you, you know, obviously take Baid out of it, but still, it's 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 such a, such strong form. Um, when he was third to Baid in the in the lockage, uh, you know, lock, alcohol free behind, um, you know, he was he was a length and three quarters behind Real World. Um, it's 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 good stuff, really. You know, modern news, Mutasarbek, uh, Mayo Bron is is a good horse. He's just very quirky. Um, that's that's the problem if you're back in my Obron. Um and whether that's going to suit on really fast ground um, tomorrow, being quirky and messing about, we don't know. But but uh, but uh, Holly's husband rides John my Obron. Yeah, um, did you not think tactical looked a bit resurgent last time, and would probably benefit from the man? 
Uh, I, 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 I do, but not, not at this level. I know, I, I, I know it's, it's a bit of a stretch, I know that. Um, I, I, I just think there's like bits and pieces of film that, you know, if you, if you dig a bit deeper and a bit further back, you can maybe think, well, he's got to on some sort of release. John, it's the Queen's sour line. The sour, they're all sour. They're all sour. You know? I mean, God, <laughs> you, you know, you, you look for a... Yeah, and genuine land, and the question, fucking hell, you wait longer than she's not left. <laughs> uh, Andy Quentin, any thoughts on this? I, 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 I did actually have a look at Tactical because I marked that one down as um, being better than its run last time out, but it's a bit of a step up into this into this company. I think the shirt's got a good chart. I think I quite like my Oberon actually uh, at, the, at yeah. the prices. I don't like chinned it particularly. Um, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're going. To, I know what you're going to do. You're you're going to put some bigger prices in the machine for this, aren't you? Mm-hmm. My Oberon when it when he comes off it, sort of two out, and he's messing around. Yeah. I, I, I can see you just asking for some. I think nice I might models. be having a, a shirt multiple tomorrow as well. I think it might be a. Might be the old shirt. How many runs has he? How many runs has he got tomorrow? Three or six? Uh, six yeah. tomorrow. Uh, so the uh, the shirt could be uh, the shirt could be out tomorrow night. No, I, I think my Oberon. I mean, you'd say the horse is quirky. He's won three out of four this year. Oh no! You know, he, you know <laughs> I don't. You know, I, I mean, I mean, he was in a group. He ran a Dubai Group One, didn't he? Where you know. Um, yeah. but, you know, I think he, I think he ran pretty well, right? Most recently, finished strongly to beat Deny Modern News. Okay, God, I don't think he's that quirky. I think he's a bit. If anything, he's a little bit overpriced here at sort of five to one, something like that. But I take your point about that. I might throw a couple of quid at Tactical, but just just because the race could end up a complete and utter mess. And I thought Tactical ran quite a decent race last time out. Not in this sort of grade, but interesting that they uh, they throw that one in here, but. Again, it's not a race to go that mad about on, what is it? Some people call it Super Saturday. I call it Saturation Saturday. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Quentin, to finish the show off, have you uh, any views? Not, not a strong view, to be honest. Um, Tactical did catch the eye last time out and more towards the centre of the stand side, but probably outclassed. But can you really crab something at, what, 16 to 1? There's no pace in the race. You'd like to think mm. their best chance of kind of getting the trip um, would be going forward on it. I know he tried a mile before, but he's by Toronado. That was on good to soft, soft ground. It's not really bred for that. My Oberon, you've kind of got the angled early. You're probably off backing it. When it comes off the bridle, we find some pressure. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to have a bet in it. There's better things to bet on tomorrow. Um, so yeah, there there's there's no pace in the race. So maybe if if you see chinned it settled, then yeah, maybe you're best off taking seven or four in a run or something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's the. I hope punters have enjoyed this show because there's been some great chat, some 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 good stats, some interesting discussion from the four of us. So we hope you enjoyed it. We're back on Sunday for more bollocks and chin wagging um, uh, and the Sunday sermon. Me, John, and Chris. So hopefully um, you'll join us for that. So hopefully you'll back some winners this weekend. That's all from me, Andy, Quentin and John. Bye for now.